With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Big Apple Hockey. We are down a man today. More on that in a little bit. But we have still a lot to go over and talk about. I, am, of course, am your host, Mark Williams. And I'm joined by the man doing double duty today, uh, Mr. Anthony LaRocco. Double duty. Last Wednesday, it was it was three times a charm. And who knows? Maybe it'll be a trade after our show tonight, Mark, and we'll, we'll repeat it. But, uh, yes, glad glad to be back at you, you guys. And, uh, you know, uh, Mark, remember, sometimes in life you get a chance to be an eagle or a duck. Be an eagle. <laughs> We're going to be going more into that comment in a moment as we go into, uh, yes, I got recalled from my AHL incidents uh, or my AHL stints. Yes, I, unfortunately, back yeah, up, back up, from small back up for small hockey. apple hockey. Uh, <laughs> and we're going to go right off to the A block. And if you haven't watched the uh, – the Elrock and Dermo show, which is starting to catch on a little bit. People are starting to notice it. Everybody make sure you're hitting that like button. But we are going to go to the A block. We're going to be down a man. Filk is at work. Go ahead. Use the hashtag free Filk. We would love to have him down, but uh, he's not going to be here today. And, of course, the A block is powered by SeatGeek. Use the promo code BIGAPPLEHOCKEY for $20 off your first order, perhaps for the stadium series where we will be with uh, a bit of a contingent coming. So Anthony, we're going to start with I the Rangers. Hey, still there. I'll be in the press. I'll be in the press box. Yes. And you're taking the yeah, bus ride with us, right? Um, I got to figure it out because I don't know, like, being that a media, I'm assuming after the game we're gonna stay for like interviews and stuff. I don't know how soon after the bus is leaving, you know. Yeah, so about half an hour, maybe forty five minutes, because uh, we're gonna try to beat the traffic. Yeah, so I don't know. I would like to, because that'd be a lot of fun, but I I might not be able to. Well, all right. Well, we'll see about that. Just let me know as soon as you can. All right. Yeah. So this week, the Rangers back in action. Easy to track, Anthony. There was one game for each team. The New York Rangers took on the Colorado mm-hmm. Avalanche. And they, as we're just going to get this moving, because I want to try to get to play some more highlights for you guys. Uh, they ended up winning in overtime. Two to one. Alexei Lafreniere, a bit of a shot that surprised Alexander Georgiev. And, you know, it looked like the Rangers... Back when they were winning, it was more along those lines. Nate McKinnon, great play that he made. And he surprised Jonathan Quick and scored. Quick starting tonight. More on that in a second. But Anthony, have did have the Rangers right of the ship? It's one game after the All-Star break, Mark. How, is it, how could they uh, you know, right the ship at, for one, you know, for one game? 
Um, so no, they haven't. Uh, we'll have to see how they progress from here. Uh, obviously, yes, they they played a good they played a good game against against the good team. But how could you possibly say they they righted the ship from everything that was going on prior to the break after just one win? So um, that's that's a little silly to me. Uh, but uh, you know, if they if they continue to play the way they did against Colorado, you know, they got they got good goaltending. Um, then yes, maybe maybe they will have you know right in the ship when they string together a couple more wins. But uh, you know, so yeah, no to your question. But I did like the way they played and. Interestingly enough, um, you know, the man in between the pipes was Jonathan Quick. Uh, we know, you know, Mark is a silly man. Yes, yes. He, it wouldn't it wouldn't be Mark if he didn't ask silly questions. Uh, but well, there isn't very much of a storyline than that on in, in this week. There's only one game. <laughs> Quick played uh, Quick played well in goal, uh, and they got the overtime winner from Lafreniere. So. Overall, a good night. I'm curious to see how they they play against the a Tampa Bay Lightning team tonight, but which again will feature Jonathan Quick and goal. But yeah, overall, a lot of good things to take away from the Rangers game. All right, because the one reason why I have to ask this question, Anthony, is because there isn't much to discuss. They looked better defensively, even though it, there were times where it looked like Colorado was starting to take it to them. There's still too much perimeter play offensively. They need to make sure they get inside the house and they need to make sure that they're getting shots in the slot. And there's still a little bit too much dilly-dallying, especially on the power play. Their puck movement was good, but they did not really work the inside at all. It was all perimeter. And, uh, yeah, well, that's that's a different story, by the way. Um, Chris T is saying Ranger fans thinking that Lafreniere is insane. He's on pace for 49 points. Yeah. I don't know. Um, they, they look better defensively. That's, that's where it comes down to. And that's where it only comes down to. And yeah, no, they definitely, they, they, they definitely did. I'll give you yeah. That. And Laviolette kind of, he, he thought that the Rangers, you know, that was a bad goal that was, uh, that was let in when it was given up to Nate McKinnon. And you know, it kind of was a knuckleball. It surprised it surprised quick a little bit. He let it go quick, but you know what? You know, it's fine. Build on it tonight. See what you got with Tampa. There's winnable games uh, over the next couple, the next few games because I know they got Calgary and um, Chicago. But it's it's like this is this is a team that they need to start winning games again. And just remember what that's like. And maybe stuff starts falling at the line. They're going to need to acquire a third-line center pretty soon. We're going to talk more about that yeah. and in the bottom six soon enough. And also we're going to talk about the possibility of them not trading their first-round pick, not because there isn't players out there that they would like to go with. Um, but again, Anthony, it's uh, it's one of those things that it's, it's a stepping stone. It's just a step in the right direction. Ever since... The second period of that Ottawa game, they've looked better. That's that's all I could say about them right now. Let's see about Tampa tonight. And yeah, I mean, it starts with one win, and then hopefully you build on it from there. But um, there there are certain aspects of their game that certainly have to um, get better on a much consistent basis before you could say that you know they righted the ship. But uh, yes, I mean, certainly better than losing a game, that's for sure. So good good on them to be a good team. And yeah. then Colorado went into New Jersey and got beat again. 
You know, so the the Avalanche have come back after the break uh, a little sleepy. Yeah, and you can say what you want about the game against the Rangers. Them losing the New Jersey last night was sort of inexcusable. Everybody, once again, make sure you are catching the El Rock and Dermo show every Wednesday afternoon, usually at noon. And you guys have been great with that so far. Working on getting some more graphics out there for you, Anthony. But by the way, the New York Islanders, 3-2 winners over the Toronto Maple Leafs on Monday. And I never wrote down who they played, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I did it for your thing. I didn't do it for ours. Islanders is still fourth in the Metro, two points behind the uh, before, behind the Philadelphia Flyers. But, Anthony? Four. Four, uh, four points. Four the points. Flyers, minus the, Flyers, the Flyers won last night. So it, it was two, and they beat the Maple Leafs, but then the Flyers won again. So it's fun. thank you for clearing that up. Uh, because not on my not on my best for the last two minutes. Anyway, uh, but the great quote that was said last night or mo- the other night, uh, Patrick Waugh, in life you have a chance you could be an eagle or a duck, and he referring to Bo Horvat was an eagle there. Anthony, right now, what's your gut feeling? Are the Islanders Eagles or Ducks? Well, again, it's 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 one game. Uh, Grant, so they they started off on the right foot. They beat they beat a team that typically plays pretty well at home, um, can score a lot of goals, uh, and they came out the win. And I liked I liked the Islanders' play in this game. I thought for a good portion of it, they dictated the play. Um, and I think you're you're seeing them start to become a little bit more comfortable with Patrick Waugh. And I think the break came at a good time because I think Waugh was able to take some more time, study a lot of film that he had yet to watch. You know, he was really able to catch up on, you know, the season to date, if you will, and, and do his more homework on the players and previous games and point out what he wants to change. Uh, and I think hopefully, as you see the season go on now here in the stretch, as Waugh gets more comfortable and really implements his stamp on this team, um, that they're going to play a lot better. Uh, but in general, for this for this quote that he made, uh, you know, certainly it caught the ear of a lot of reporters and it was talked about on Twitter. And honestly, th- this this kind of thing is is what you want from a coach like why, you know, Lane Lambert would never say anything like that was, you know, he's he's charismatic. He's he's emotional and, you know, he says things. And, you know, this is something that, you know, could be used as kind of like a mantra here to hopefully send the Islanders on a little bit of a run. But uh, overall, a, g- a good game against Toronto. And, you know, one thing I'll say is if Lane Lambert was the coach um, after Tavares tied the game at two, uh, I'm not so sure the Islanders win that game with Lane still behind the bench. You know, instead, yeah, the Maple Leafs tie the game, but then the Islanders two minutes later uh, score the what was ultimately the game-winning goal on Engvall's goal. Uh, and who else for Maple Leaf fans but Pierre Engvall, I think that, twisted the knife a little bit more for them to see him score against his old, uh, his old team. But um, overall, I like their play. I like the game uh, that they played. And, you know, I think most importantly, actually, is Ilya Sorokin was phenomenal this game. It looked like he came back well-rested after that break. And, you know, he played like the Sorokin of last year. And, you know, if, if he gets back up to that level that he was at last year, some of these teams ahead of him better watch out because if, if he catches fire, the Islanders are only going to go up from here. So, um, and then lastly, you got to mention it. I'm surprised you didn't. Uh, what Islander returns to the lineup, Mark, for this game? Uh, that would be uh, Ryan Pollock ret- uh, returns to the lineup. Yes. 
but we're going to be talking about him in about two minutes. December 7th, <laughs> out, out since December 7th with what I guess was a broken foot. Obviously, you know, the league, they don't disclose these things. Uh, but having Ryan Pollock back in the lineup is a, is a, is a big deal for this team. Um, you know, he's, He's an important part of this team. You know, Adam Pellick, Ryan Pollock, you'd say which one's better defensively, but um, Ryan Pollock's an anchor on the right side for them. And, you know, his presence was missed. And, you know, I, I think having him back in the lineup is is a huge, huge coup for the Islanders. And, you know, Pellick returned too. Thankfully, that, that hit from Gallagher could have been much worse, turned out the only missed game. Uh, but now that they're back and they're paired together, uh, hopefully they could start to regain a little bit of the form they had during those conference final trips. But um, yeah, overall, all good. Uh, hopefully, just like the Rangers, hopefully they can keep it going with a win over the Lightning tomorrow, which um, was an important game because, you know, the Lightning are one of those teams that keep fluctuating between third and the Atlantic wild card spot. So, um, you know, if they can catch them too, that certainly would help. It's, but I got to tell you, the schedule maker is just, the worst with with the schedules this year uh because i think and um actually answer this one uh deegan life sports is asking yeah, so he actually i say oddly enough there was a quote today that was said that he actually said he's like i don't um he said something along the lines of like i don't want to be a defensive team i want to be a team that fans come to the game and we're exciting to watch uh so i i think he's he's certainly um imploring a well, sorry installing a system that is very up tempo uh where the defense get up in the rush and the forwards are much more aggressive on the forecheck and stress puck possession more you know lane lambert was a lot about getting the puck getting it in deep um and i think wa wants the islanders to to possess the puck more um and play with a higher tempo so and i think you i think you even some of the games they lost before the break you saw that and you especially saw it against toronto so that's what i think he's going for yeah and uh the words there were a coursey nightmare back in his days with the avalanche i'm still waiting to see exactly what his system here is they were outshot badly in his first game but they're they're taking more chances they're playing game, yeah. more aggressively mm -hmm. so that's i think that's what yeah. matters because they weren't doing they, they were they were pretty lifeless under lambert and they were giving up a plethora more chances. So I can't even begin with that. I got to yep. tell you, um, Anthony, Ilya Sorokin looked a little bit more like himself on Monday. Uh, the, the one mm -hmm. goal, uh, sorry, the both goals were pretty much just goals. Uh, I think Tavares was a deflection, which I'm sorry to all out the fans. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I looked uh, over at a buddy of mine. He's, he was looking at the game. I said, this is going to overtime because the Maple Leafs always play overtime and the Islanders usually cough yeah. up a third period lead. And so when that happens, I do think Ingvall scoring in regulation is big on a lot of levels, not just with, um, not just with obviously the standings. Cause that's obvious. That's the obvious thing. The real thing is that they won in overtime. Sorry. The one in regulation didn't go to overtime. You didn't give away a point to the, to the Maple Leafs, but it kind of it, winning it in regulation is a big boost for the team. And psychologically speaking, yeah. I would not be surprised if they took it into this game tonight and won tonight. The Islanders tomorrow. aren't playing tonight. They're playing tomorrow. Tomorrow versus Tampa. Yeah. My, my yeah. bad. So yeah, tomorrow, tomorrow versus Tampa. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 
Yeah. Eight o'clock start too, a late one. So it's on you know, ESPN, I think. That's probably why. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, you know, you know, no, you know, it's funny that last last week, um, our last show on Bar Talk, we were talking about the Islanders' path to the playoffs is easier because it's third third in the Metro. Um, you know, all of a sudden they made up ground on Detroit. Now they're only four four points behind Toronto and Detroit for the last two wild card spots. So now they have they have that path back kind of back in play here, and Detroit's on their bye week. So by the time by the time Detroit comes back, which I think is on you know Saturday. Um, the Islanders could be tied with them for a wild card spot if you know if things if the Islanders kind of take care of business here. So um, yeah, certainly get on a roll, um, collect points, and try to you know get that third spot in the Metro or a wild card spot and go from there. Anthony, we're ten days away from the Stadium Series, and for the life of me, I don't understand why the NHL scheduled the Stadium Series as the first game of the year between these two teams. They're rivals. Yeah. Are you are you kidding me? They they haven't yeah. done and yeah. they didn't play in the entire calendar year of 2023. As much as I want to make sure you play every team in the league at least once. Come yeah. on, just just you gotta yeah, probably, you gotta. It took, yeah, it took a little too long. I think they should have played beforehand, but um, you know <laughs> what can you do? I guess I guess everything will be that much more emotionally charged for that game outside uh, should be a good one. Looking forward to it, Anthony. I, I got to tell you, and by the way, my mistake. I I was so busy saying you did double duty, I forgot to mention you were Anthony Larocco of the fourth period. Uh, <laughs> I, I always got to plug you for that too. But Anthony, yeah, one weekend that came out of uh, one highlight that came out of this weekend was Nikita Kucherov. And his performance in the All-Star Skills Competition. And most notably the stick handling competition. Like there was such an and the passing passing too. Like I don't give a rat's ass about anything. Yeah. Like just he got booed. He was getting booed. And yeah, it was it it was it was kind of embarrassing. I think, you know, if you don't I mean, if you don't want to do it, just say you don't want to do it. I mean, I, I don't I thought I thought that was a little ridiculous. You could tell that he was really just going through emotions and, you know, the fan, the fans boot him. And, and maybe if he doesn't play for the Tampa Bay Lightning, you know, the Leafs and Lightning have a little bit of a rivalry now for meeting each other in the playoffs. Maybe it's any other player. They don't. Um, but it's Kucherov, who's a little polarizing to begin with. So, I mean, good on them to boo him. But, yeah, you know, I thought. I thought he should have, you know, held himself to a higher standard and actually, you know, tried because it was so blatantly obvious that he didn't care. Yeah. And that's just it's it. When I saw him, I looked up because I was working Friday night, obviously, and I looked up at the bar and I saw the stick hand on competition that took 45 seconds for him to complete. Everyone else was was far less than him. It's just it, that that's yeah. a joke, Anthony. It's just I I, I don't understand. No, I really know it was. Was, like you said, if you don't want to do it, if you don't want to do it, then decline. Let, let someone else. But uh, I I didn't I didn't like that. But I'm not surprised. I mean, Nikita Kucherov is, you know, that's 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 kind of like who he is. Um, yeah, so, but 
I gotta tell you this: the next time the the Lightning come to uh, Scotia Bank to play the Maple Leafs, I'm sure that's gonna be an interesting game. They're gonna let them have it again, most likely. Yeah, but they're gonna boom anyway up there, as you said. So, I mean, yeah. I put in more effort on my hair today than he did on that skills competition. <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, there really wasn't much of us to talk about in the A block, but give us your thoughts. Share them all down in the comments below. And let's take a quick message from DraftKings before we check out some mock trades. Hockey fans light the lamp this winter with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. If that wasn't enough excitement, you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot and an even bigger payout. Download the DraftKings Sports app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at the DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Uh, it's a no for me, dog. No. No. Mm, no. No. Well, welcome back, everybody, to Big Apple Hockey's Who Says No, where we make up some mock trades, and you get to tell us if, if a team says no or maybe the team goes, the trade goes through. I am just stumbling on my words today, Anthony. This bit has been terrible <laughs> run for me so far. Yeah. Not really. Well, I'm not surprised. Like I said, you're the you're the. I love you, but you're the walking gaff. You know what? What are you? What are you well, gonna do? Well, I'm also the lightning rod for all the gaffs. So when when it comes down to it, everybody yeah. can just turn to me and go, "Oh, that's Mark. He's, he's the gaffes <laughs> right there." Well, I talk I talk way too much sometimes. Uh, all right, Anthony. Let's get right down to it. Let's go to potentially the biggest name. We're gonna talk about more about him in bar talk soon, and that is Noah Hannafin. He gets moved to New Jersey by the Calgary Flames for their 20-24 first-round draft pick, Graham Clark and Chase Stillman. Anthony, who says no? So I know there's still some, I guess, some hope that for the Flames that Hannafin might resign, but from what I'm hearing, it's it's looking like that he's going to, he was, he's going to opt to test free agency. Um, so I, I mean, I would think that he's likely going to leave. I, I think I think they have to move him, get something for him. Um, you know, and in this you know particular deal, they get a first round pick, which you know from New Jersey, it's not really a lock they're going to make the playoffs. So their their pick, you know, could end up being. I mean, I doubt it, but it could end up being in the lottery at the very least. Um, Graham Clark, who is a solid offensive type of younger prospect, uh, and then Chase Dillman, who was a first round pick in the. 2021 draft so it's your typical kind of like three-pronged return a first um and then two prospects the only thing that hesitates i mean in this deal maybe the flames would like a young a young roster player um maybe someone like alexander holtz but he's finally kind of sort of breaking through i I don't know if new jersey would would move him um for hannafin but uh I, i tend to think that the flames may want a piece like that so I am going to say the Flames say no. I'm just not sure how good of a prospect Graham Clark is. And, you know, while he has some upside and then Stillman is a first-round pick, so he has value. But 
I, I think the Flames would rather get a guy like uh, Holtz in the deal too. I just don't know if New Jersey would do it. So I'm going to say Calgary says no on this because the Devils definitely would. I think the Devils definitely would. I'm not sure about the Flames. I agree. It's Calgary. And I think it's hands down Calgary. Uh, by the way, uh, Graham Clark was the guy that you got to ask Lindy Rupp about when we covered the game. Yeah, Lindy Rupp. In New Jersey. Yes. Yep. Uh, the it's just I don't know what the ceiling is on on Graham Clark. Is is he really going to have much of a future in the NHL? That is left to be decided. Usually, that happens when you guys that just uh, well, I mean, it's a tough lineup for him to crack over in New Jersey right now. But then uh, this might be the highest first round draft pick they're going to get offered because uh, apparently they're not going to get the Rangers pick. Once again, more on that in a second. But, Anthony, um, I still think Calgary can find a better package. But while they're doing that, Anthony, they're going to be dealing away another one of their defensemen, Chris Tanev. And you have him going to Vancouver for Ian Cole, a second-round pick and a third-round pick. And the question would be, who says no? I will answer that for you. I think... I think this this goes through. If that's what the offer is, that's what that's what goes through. Vancouver might say that's a little bit hefty of a price because I would think it would be either a second or a third. But I think Vancouver picks them up. And after all, they picked up Elias Lindholm last week, and they're looking to add their former defenseman Chris Hanov on there. So who says no? Yeah, so the, the thing about this deal for Vancouver is they don't have much cap space. So Ian Cole makes three million. Tanev's a little, just a little smidge higher than that. So for them to get Tanev, uh, they would have to send some salary back the other way. Um, and at this point, Ian Cole, um, if they added Tanev, uh, he would be a sixth, seventh defenseman. So if you're going to get Tanev, um, I mean, trading Cole makes sense. And also, Ian Cole's a pending UFA. So for the for the flames it's really just for salary purposes receiving him and it's not really a big deal because his contract is would be gone at the end of the year anyway so for the for the uh, flames it's more so about getting a, a second and a third back in return which is good value because you know you talk about maybe him returning a first and if there's a lot of teams gunning for him maybe it's possible but you know a second and a third is is still good value for a defenseman who you know while he's solid defensively doesn't provide a tremendous amount of offense. Um, so I think this is a fair deal, and I, I think it would go through. I tell you what, that's a guy that a lot of teams are going to line up that they're going to want. And I would not be surprised if a bidding yeah. war really starts up for Chris Tanev. Anthony, we're going to move on. We're going to go to the Edmonton Oilers acquiring Jake Gensel with 50% retention, and Pittsburgh would get back a 2024 first round pick, a 2025 conditional first round pick. We'll get to the conditions in one second. And Dylan Holloway. What are those conditions, Anthony? If the Oilers win the Stanley Cup, the Penguins receive the first round draft pick the next year. If not, it becomes a 2024 second. Oof. Anthony, who says no? Well, it depends. You know, I, I the Penguins are still in contention for the playoffs, um, so they may not want to move Gensel. But at the end of the day, um, even though they're still in it, um, you got to look at the Penguins. Their window to win a cup is pretty much closed. All their star players are older. 
Um, even if they happen to get into the playoffs this year, they're likely not going to go anywhere. Um, and then, you know, if, if they hold on to Gensel and then he leaves anyway, that would be real poor assets management. So I think they might be more well suited to just move him regardless. And in, in which case, I think this is a good deal for him. Potentially two first round picks if they were, if the Oilers were to win a cup, if not still first to second and a pretty good prospect in Dylan Holloway. Um, and obviously, the can you imagine the Oilers with Jake Gensel? I mean, that's that's a move that could kind of yeah. put him over the top. This is a guy that could score 40 goals, playing McDavid. Who, who knows how many more he could score on top of that. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to say that the Oilers would probably take this deal um, in a second. You know, they want to they want to move past uh, the, the, you know, the kind of like the stalemate of consistently getting knocked out in the playoffs. Dry Seldon, McDavid's contracts are up in the next couple of years. They want to win a cup. I think this move could put them over the top. So I think they say yes. Uh, and again, for Pittsburgh, it really depends if, they, if they're going to decide to retool or not. Um, if so, I mean, this is a good start for them. So, you know, I'm going to say it goes through. I'm trying to think of which reason why Pittsburgh says no. Because to me... Uh, for starters, I think they're going to be too close. They're going to be too close to the playoffs. And that's the reason why they went out. They got our cross they're trying to win and they should be rebuilding. We are very clear about this. We have been saying this a lot. They should have gone through a soft rebuild two or three years ago. And yes, they're not winning much once they get to the playoffs. Anthony, the other thing I hate about this trade is conditional draft picks. Stuff like if you win the Stanley cup, Oh, great. So if you achieve the ultimate, no, I want more of a guarantee if I'm Kyle Dubas and I want to make them actually pay. They need to recoup assets because they've they've dealt a lot of assets in the last few years and they got to restock. Well, I would say I would I would say a first, a second and a young player that has some upside is recouping assets. No, I mean, right. But I want more of a guarantee of the conditional, like make it like if they make the conference finals, there's 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 more of a path for the Oilers to go to the conference finals. And once they yeah, make that's, it that's there, certainly true. Right, right. Like yeah. Steve Eiserman is is he's the first one I think of when they really started with this. I know that there was Fedorov when he signed the contract with the Carolina Hurricanes years ago. If they made it to the conference finals, he was gonna get like 10 million dollars. But yeah. there this is like the first one that was in like trade provisions that I could think of because I know Andrew Kopp was one of those with the New York Rangers, but it's it's something that if if I'm Pittsburgh, you want my guy, and I'm gonna if, if they trade him, I think that's waving the white flag. I and I I just think that's what it's gonna come down to. I I I I like this deal for Pittsburgh, even in its form, but I hate those provisions. I absolutely hate those. But I am gonna say, I am gonna say that they say Pittsburgh says no to this because Kyle Dubas need is gonna need more stuff. Because that rebuild is getting closer than you think. Because they don't win it all this year. Can you realistically think they do it next year? And he's he's right though. Though if if you hold on to him and he has no extension, you miss the playoffs. Now you just miss the playoffs. He doesn't have an extension. And he leaves anyway. So it's certainly it's certainly a risk if to hold on to him. Would you say he's the best goal scorer on the market right now? Absolutely. Then Pittsburgh will get a good price for him. It might not be this trade. They'll get another one. That that I'll say. To the yeah. New York Rangers, they're going to go with Alexander 
Barabanov and San Jose gets a second round pick this year and the Rangers uh, 2025 fifth round pick. Anthony, who says no to this one? I say, I say you fire up the facts, you know, get, get, get the league on the phone to, uh, to hold the, uh, the trade call. Um, you know, <laughs> I said, I think Barabanov is similar to what Barbashev could have been last year for the Rangers, the player that I think they should have acquired. Um, he's a solid player, got a good motor. He's a good defensively can also score goals. Um, and with the news of, you know, Dolan, not really wanting the Rangers to trade their first round pick, Without a first round pick on the table, it's, it's going to be hard to get like, you know, I guess you if you want to call it that sexy name. Um, but, you know, a second round pick uh, gets you a pretty good player. Um, and then the fifth is just a little bit more added value because I, I do think, you know, he's worth more than just one singular second. Uh, and the, it's, you know, a move the Rangers can afford to make. They keep their high end future assets like the prospects first round picks. And they get a good player to with some jammed player on the third line. So uh, I think it goes through. I love this deal that you're recommending. And since you've been touting this this uh, this player to come to the Rangers, Barabanov, I've been on I've been on track with that. And yeah, I, I think that's a great deal for them to have. I think they need to go bargain basement shopping because they really can't add to the top two lines. Yeah, I mean, that top line right wing is just, oh, it's such a black hole. And they could have <laughs> used Blake Wheeler five years ago, not Blake Wheeler now. But yeah. well, he's, um, toast. he's toast. He's done. And uh, I, I do have to say they, they, they're going to need somebody. And this is definitely a good start. I, I would love to get a playmaking winger to go. The Rangers would say no, a slight overpay no. for a guy. It was a third, but they don't have their third that's, this year. Remember that. Yes, that, that's the point. They don't have a third. So without that third, then, you know, what are you what are you going to offer the San Jose? That's going to be tantalizing for them to say yes. And also keep in mind, I mean, he's having a down year offensively this year, but last year he had 15 goals. Um, so he, he's not, you know, he's not Nick Benino. You know, he's not Pitlick. Uh, he has, like I said, he has some offensive skill in his game. So. I get what you're saying, but I mean, I think, I don't know. I think at the end of the day, a second is, is fair value, especially considering when this is the type of guy that, you know, you ends up being an unsung hero in the Stanley cup finals and wins you a cup, like, you know, Bickle years ago, Fernando Pisani for the Oilers, Barabanov. These are the type of guys, Barbashev last year. These are the type of guys that come playoff time. They're raised. They raise their games. Like, think about how much different the Rangers could have been if they would have gotten Barbashev instead of Patrick Kane. Yeah. Would have been a lot different. I'll tell you that one. Mm -hmm. uh, just to say one thing really quick, uh, Chris T is saying, I just realized the Rangers can't even trade Wheeler, Drury. Why did you give him a no-trade clause? He was not coming here without the no-trade clause. Put that down. He was coming here with some players. Uh, also, in case if the Rangers did want to trade him, they want to say where they're going to go. And mm -hmm. I don't blame the player in this because it that the first guy I remember with that a one year deal and a no trade clause that was Taylor Hall, that was the first guy I can remember. Let's go. To, we got two more of these, we got to hurry because we got Anthony leaving in about 15 minutes. But let's go to Boston getting Adam Henrique with 50% retention. They will give up a first round draft pick and 
their 2024 fourth round draft pick. Anthony, who says no to this one? Um, I'm going to say Anaheim says no, only because I think they would prefer to get a first in this year's draft. Um, they saw that Monahan got a first, uh, saw that Lindholm got a first. You know, Henrique has, you know, 15 goals, so his production is better or on par than the other guys. Um, so I think they prefer a first this year. Unfortunately, Boston's not going to have their first this year. They're relegated to a 2025 first. Uh, and I think there are teams out there that do have their first this year that would likely cough up their pick to get Henrique. So for that reason I'll, is why I'll, I will say Anaheim says no. If it was a 2024 first-round pick, I think um, they would say yes, and this goes through just based on what Monaghan returned. But they probably want a first this year. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. And obviously the pipe dream of him coming back into the New York area with the Rangers is pretty much gone. We, we're, we're biting our lip. We're going to be talking about it. The first topic at bar talk guys, where it's just, it's unbelievable what that news is, but Anthony. Yeah. I, I, I got to think that it, a first round draft pick this year is what the asking price is. Plus maybe more. Cause now he's the, he's the best center on the market now. And it's the market's that volatile. It could change at any moment. And there's still one more center mm-hmm. that is starting to kind of get his name out there a little bit. I mean, I suggested it two weeks ago when everybody kind of scoffed at me. Or, But how about this one? Carolina gets Boone Jenner from the Columbus Blue Jackets, and the Blue Jackets get a 2024 first. Jack Drury and Yana Pretz. I don't know if I mispronounced his name. Hopefully I didn't. Okay. No, it's good. All right, it's good. Anthony, who says no to this one? So teams are calling on Boone Jenner, uh, Blue Jackets captain. I don't believe they want to move him. Big forward, plays a power forward game, can score goals. Um, I think he would be a coup to any team that can acquire him. I just don't know Columbus's appetite is to actually move him. I mean, I I think this package certainly makes Yarmo Kukalainen raise his eyebrow here a little bit. you know, he gets he gets a goalie. I don't mean I don't know how many upsides Pretz has. You know, he was the goalie for Quinnipiac when they won it all. Um, you know, had a pretty good career so far down in the minor leagues. Uh, Jack Drury, who's developed into a solid bottom six player for Carolina, still young. And, of course, 2024 first. So the package isn't bad. Um, it's just he's their captain, um, one of their better players. I don't, you know, he, a guy like him is big for development of, you know, Adam Fentilli. So, I I think the the Blue Jackets uh, would prefer to keep them unless they got blown away. I wouldn't say this is a blown away offer. I, I, I would say it's fair, but I don't think it's blowing the Blue Jackets away. So um, I'm going to say that the Blue Jackets say no. And remember, Boone Jenner, um, I believe, has term left on his deal too. So he's got another year. Uh, that's another thing. Yeah. Yeah, I think the Blue I think the Blue Jackets say no. I almost said the Boone Jackets, but it might as well be. But I agree with Chris T right there. He goes to Carolina. He goes anywhere. That's that's a missing piece yeah. for a lot of teams. And that's ideally the third line yep. center you would love to have on your team in pursuit for the Stanley Cup. I do think uh, with a year on his deal, he's a team captain coming off an all-star. It's going to take more than Jack Drury, and it's going to take more than uh, Peretz. And, um, I mean, hell, he can't even crack that Carolina crease. And right now, 
it feels like anybody could play goal over there. All right, guys, that is Actually, the end. Jenner, of- Jenner's got two, Jenner's got two years left on his deal after this. Okay, I I knew at least one. So that, but still, yeah. you know, you're gonna have to do better than a first round draft pick and Jack Drury because that's really what that deal is. It's nothing else. But guys, I got to rush it along a little bit because we got this guy and we got a couple big topics we have to cover in the bar talk segment. So. Uh, leave your comments on some of these trades right now, and let's get on with the show. Shot. This is the easiest cyber to answer. I'm going to say beer. I can't even begin to describe. I'm actually going to go crazy. I'm going to buy everybody around on this one. All right, everybody. Welcome back to Big Apple Hockey's Bar Talk, where we're gauging our, our confidence on topics. Uh, based on your choice of drink, are you so confident that you're buying everybody around? So, so I'll have a beer. Well, play along down in the comments below. And yes, I can give self alley oops in my layups. I know that. And also, everybody, never forget we got the Big Apple Hockey hats and hats and shirts. I said hats twice. Jesus, I am not uh, my best today. All right. Anthony, the trade deadline special is going to be pretty boring if it's the this pattern that we're on right now. Two biggest names were traded last week. So March 8th, we'll be doing a uh, trade deadline special. And the reports, Jim Dolan does not want the Rangers to deal their first round pick of 2024 that's in the Vegas Spear because he owns the Vegas Spear. Uh, the Sphere. Oh, Jesus. And... I just I'm at a loss for words on this, Anthony. The Rangers will need to trade away a first round pick to compete for the cup. That's tough because they need they need more than one piece. Like I mentioned before, Barabanov, but they also need a, another center. Um, you know, it's it's going to be hard. Uh, so I'm going to say I'm going to say beer. Uh, cause you know, I think it's, I think it's possible that they could, you know, just trade for some middling guys and you know, with some jam and pack some holes and you never know goalie gets hot, you know, someone unexpected carries the team. You could still win, but without their first on the table, um, you're likely not getting Henrique because, you know, let's face it. Other centers have returned firsts. Um, the Ducks are going to likely retain 50% of his salary, which just further increases his salary, uh, increases the return. Um, so that a first, that's going to be hard to do. You know, Frank Vetrano, another guy who's been out there, we having a career year, um, signed for a cap hit under $4 million. Again, the Ducks are likely going to want a first-round pick for him. Um, so without giving up the first, I don't know if you can get him. Uh, so, I mean, obviously Jake Gensel's not happening within the division, but players like that, you're not going to be able to acquire without a first round pick. So, um, it's going to be hard, but like I mentioned, they still get guys like Barabanov and, um, you know, Anthony Duclair, they can get guys like that without giving up a first that would still help them. So that's why I'll, I'll say beer, but, um, you know, if that's really true, if he's steadfast on that, then yeah. Um, but who knows, you know, how concrete that really is. You know, the guy wants to win, win a Stanley Cup. If, you know, Jury tells him, oh, I can acquire player X and he's going to put us over the edge, you know, he's James Dolan. I'm sure he'll sign off on it. Yeah, if that's really true, that's probably the worst thing I've ever heard in his organization 
the, the tenure of him owning this. Like this, that's ridiculous. If you're not, if if you if you want the Rangers just to be up there to draft twenty eighth, because you want to be able to say, look, we own the sphere and we want to have a presence. They're gonna have a presence there anyway. They're gonna be there. That's what's gonna yeah. happen. So let's get that one straight. Secondly, we also know my opinion on this one. Nobody that's left other than Noah Hannafin is worth a first round draft pick right now. I understand the market is dictating saying Adam Henrique, maybe. And if you they got to retain some cost, Adam Henrique is not worth a first round pick. There's not a lot of guys I would deal a first round pick no. for right now. But that being said, it's going to be a lot harder for the Rangers to do this. And because they, they might not yeah. need, need to have to trade that pick. So I got to go with beer on this one. I, w- I would avoid doing that because they traded a lot way a lot of their assets in the last couple of years to go for it, and they've come up with two playoff series wins and a seven-game exit last year, which was not good. Anthony, look at the Metro standings where you got the Rangers 65 points, Carolina 61, Philadelphia 58, not 56. Uh, I'll have that fixed, and the Islanders are 54. Pittsburgh is also at 53. And the Islanders, we mentioned it before, getting a big piece back today. Ryan Pollock, two goals, four assists for six points in the 26 games that he that he played this year. Islanders, Ryan Pollock, uh, his return eliminates the need for the Islanders to get another defenseman. I'm going to say round because now that he's back, you have Pollock, Pollock, Dobson, and Romanoff, who, which – developed into a legitimate, you know, top pairing grouping. Um, and then you have a solid, you know, Mike Riley as your number five and, you know, Mayfield as a six. So, yeah, I mean, there's really, because there's, there's really no room to, because anybody you acquire isn't supplementing anybody out of that top four. And then, you know, Mike Riley and Mayfield are fine as bottom pairing defensemen. On top of that, you have Sebastian Ajo and Samuel Boldick and Robert Bortuzzo as a 7, 8, and 9. So um, there's a lot of depth there, and all three of those guys are ca- are at the least capable of being a 6 or a 7. So um, I don't think Lou needs to spend any assets on a defenseman now that Pollock's back. Uh, I think if he goes to make a move, it's going to be at the forward position. Anthony, I don't think there's a need for them to do that right now anyway. You just hit on on uh, Robert Bortuzzo being his uh, seventh or eighth defenseman. Now, I will joke and say this one to you, though. It's amazing because the Rangers and the the Islanders have the same player on their team, except they have two different names, oddly enough, because one's called Mike Riley and the other one's called Eric Gustafson. You're talking about two players, two defensemen that move around a lot and really haven't found a home. And, you know, they're, they're very mid. They're very mid. Now, can you upgrade from them? Yes. Is there a need? No. I think the Islanders to do that without trading away a key piece. Uh, Anthony, I'm going to skip ahead because I want to make sure we get this one in. Because the big story is last night that the Vegas Golden Knights ended Edmonton's 16-game win streak. And you look at those standings, they are tightening up immensely. And the Golden Knights have, uh, sorry, Edmonton is games at hand on the Golden Knights. Anthony? The Edmonton Oilers will catch the Vegas Golden Knights for second place. Yeah, they have like five games in hand too. But as you know, as I saw last year with the Islanders, games in hand mean nothing if you don't win them. So I, I'm really not concerned about the games in hand. Um, but 
with that said, I'm I'm still going to say shot here. Uh, as hot as the Oilers have been, um, I don't. I think Vegas is gonna is gonna hold them off. Uh, they're gonna get players back like Jack Eichel. They just got back Will and Carlson, who was on, who was out for a while. He's he returned, um, and then the Golden Knights. Let's face it, Mark. They always figure out a way to trade for somebody at the deadline, and it happens. And the three of us are scratching our heads and saying, like, how how they even make that happen? Um, they always get the guy they want. I'm sure this year will be no different. Um, and while the Oilers, I'm probably going to try to improve too. Um, I just think the Golden Knights overall are the better team in general. So um, I'm going to stick with the shot. Edmonton has been playing almost on Edmonton like the last the last few weeks. They've been better defensively. They're playing a, a great team game. McDavid has been on fire. I wouldn't be surprised if Edmonton catches the Golden Knights. I am going to go beer on this one. Only because the Golden Knights, they've they've done things to make sure that they can get players underneath the cap. I do think the Knights are better coached. Uh, Bruce Cassidy's doing a great job. Obviously, he just he's only been there one year. He's won a Stanley Cup. But as long as they can stay healthy, and I can't believe that we might actually start talking about Aiden Hill as being a potential Vesna finalist if he can mm-hmm. stay healthy and yeah. keep it up. That's that I, I never thought those words would come out of my mouth. But hell, Brendan Fraser won an Oscar. So I mean anything can happen. Mm-hmm. Anthony, one guy that I wouldn't be surprised if the Vegas Golden Knights pulled off a trade and got him because they've done miracles before. Jake Gensel, he's an unrestricted free agent at the end of this season. And he will be a penguin on March 9th. Yeah, so I go back to what we were talking about, the who says no here. Penguins are an interesting spot, you know. They're not out of the playoff chase by any means. But as I, I'll reiterate, even if they do get into the playoffs, um, I don't really see them going anywhere. And then, yeah, the, you, you, you keep Gensel, you get in the playoffs, you get knocked out, you're, you know, your team's aging. And then Wems, if Gensel decides he doesn't want to stick around because, you know, in two years from him signing – Crosby and Malkin are gone or, you know, and they rebuild and then he's stuck there. So um, I, I, I have to, I have to say that while I disagree with it, I'm going to say he is going to be a penguin on March 9th. Cause I, I don't think Dubas is going to move him, even though I think he probably should. Uh, so I am going to go and say round actually, uh, but I don't agree with it. I, I think they should trade him. I just don't think they will. You took the words right out of my mouth, Anthony. And I'm going to say around as well. They should move on from Jake Gensel because I'm not sure exactly what trade chips they have to acquire other guys. And you can, I mean, who knows? The Jesse Pugliarvi move that could work out for the Penguins because I think almost anybody could play with Crosby. But then again, yeah. yeah. I mean, there there's a reason why Chris Kunitz was so good with him. There was a reason why Brian Russ was so good with him. There was a reason why Gensel's been so good with him. And you can't just throw anybody on his wings as good of a player that he is. That being said, mm-hmm. you, you got to restock the cupboard at some point. I, I don't, I just think, I just think the Penguins are, they're a mid team. They're at best as I used mid yet again in this podcast, but <laughs> they're not really that good. Look at the source, everybody. Don't, don't keep using the same, shitty words anyway yeah, what are you, so, are you 18 
using the I word know, you know what i i gotta connect with that younger demographic <laughs> anthony and of course yeah, noah, <laughs> noah hannafin is going to be a ufa at season's end as well noah hannafin is going to be the biggest name traded by the deadline and do we mean overall that he's the biggest name that's going to be traded including last week yes okay good yeah. just to clarify well not include no not including the trades that already happened from here on out okay so go ahead but, uh yeah it's around it's around okay. if if jake gensel was going to be if jake gensel was going to be moved i would say beer because it's 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 debatable but I, I don't see it happening um I think Hannafin is the biggest name. I mean, you could look at the list. Who else? It's not Tanev, Henrique, Vertrano, Tarasenko anymore, at least. I mean, maybe Chikrin kind of rivals him, but no, I'm going to say Noah Hannafin would be the biggest name moved. Um, barring, like I said, barring Gensel getting moved or barring there being a, a big move that no one was talking about that surprises us uh, this deadline season. Like, you know, just not going to happen. I'm just giving an example, like the blue jackets trading Johnny Gaudreau, like so, unless something like that yeah. happens. Um, I don't, I don't think there's anybody else out there that tops Hannafin's name. So, uh, round. I'm going to just channel our inner co-host and say, get the gif. Cause we got to put a layup on this one. He's yeah. the, he's the biggest name out there. That's all that's left. And I don't think that's it's cool. going to be, um, I don't think it's going to be Gensel, but I'm so, out. Yep. Uh, let's see. Let's see if you can. Let's see if you can carry it by yourself for a while, Marcus. <laughs> I will. I'm leaving. Uh, all right, Ant. Hopefully, Take- all you guys enjoy looking at Marcus' mug. I'll talk to you guys. <laughs> talk to you later, Anthony. Thank you. Later. All right, and here we are back to us. But fortunately, we got most of the show done. We're gonna get some comments done in a little bit, but we got one more on the bar talk topic, guys. And uh, it's you look at the Atlantic standings, Boston, 71 points, Florida, 66, Tampa, 60 and Toronto at 59. And Tampa has played more games as well. Last 10, Tampa, 500, 5, 3 and 2. Toronto has been 8 and 2. Tampa Bay will hold off Detroit and Toronto for third in the Atlantic. And uh. Guys, I got to go shot on this. I think Tampa Bay's a wild card team at best this year. They are not performing that well. They they were hot for a little bit, but they're coming back down to earth. I I just don't know what this team is left in the tank in a lot of ways. And I mean, what what pieces are they going to get at the deadline? I don't think it's there. I don't know what Toronto's going to what Toronto's going to get. I think Detroit's going to be aggressive at the deadline. I think Winnipeg is going to be a little bit more aggressive than Detroit, but I think they're going to be very aggressive. And um, to, to quote rounders, very aggressive won't be pushed around. And because uh, right now, again, the quote rounders, Tampa Bay is just hanging around, hanging around. So let's see whether or not they can hold them off. I don't think they're going to be able to. And Fortunately, that is the end of Big Apple Hockey's bar talk. It figures I have actually gotten rid of most of my mistakes since, uh, well, since the who says no, but at least there, that's there. Let's take some of your comments and some of your questions right now. And Christy is saying, 
Marcus Everly, a sure thing to be dealt. I don't know. I don't know. Cause Seattle speaking about teams that keep hanging around. Seattle's only at uh, 52 points right now. I believe uh, Seattle's at Seattle's at 52. They're going to want to try to make the playoffs. Obviously, I know, guys, we were, we're still harping on the New Year's resolution thing, but uh, they're going to they're still going to try to make the playoffs. And you know something? I think. I mean, Everly would be a guy I would go after because the rain, he would fill that hole for the Rangers. They desperately need to get Jordan Everly or at least a playmaker that's going to go up there. Chris T is also asking, what if uh, the New York Rangers acquire Alex Wenberg from Seattle? UFA is making $4.5 million. You know, um, I've, I've, I've been up and down on Alex Ven, uh, Wenberg. I almost called him Wenberg. Uh, uh, Alex Wenberg, most of his career, I kind of liked him a little bit in Columbus, but I don't, I don't think, I don't know. And he's the expendable guy. Seattle can kind of go on without him. Let me just uh, slide this over so that way you guys can get a better view at SeatGeek. Right now, that's our our only sponsor, but that's a different story at the moment. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. I and 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 on my show, I will splash Zipot whenever I want. Okay, John is asking: Does Toronto feel confident in their group, especially with their goaltending? That's a great question. And uh, there's an article I'm probably going to write maybe or as early as next week that there's not going to be a goaltending trade. I, I am now convinced that there aren't goaltending trades anymore in season because teams can't do it. Goaltenders got to get familiar with the system and got to get in a rhythm familiar with the defense. And uh, that's, that's, I just, there haven't been many goaltender trades in season that have made a difference either. And yes, we went through Aiden Hill from last year, but that was like, that was in the preseason. But, uh, cause I'm trying to think of goaltender trades that had, cause like everybody talked about that back in the day. Oh, it's Henry Glunkwa's going to get traded. No, it's just, there you go. Um, state of survival saying Phil Kessel problem solved. You know, I don't know. That's a good, that's a good question on that one. I don't know what he's doing right now. Maybe, maybe. And Vegas could still use him. Do I have any Oreos? No, I think that's absolutely the dumbest tell in the world. But that's a different story. It's a movie. It's a damn good movie, too. And where for life is saying, question, uh, if the Rangers don't acquire right wing at the deadline, do the Rangers try to sign Phil Kessel for league minimum? I would, I mean, obviously... That's bargain basement shopping. That's stuff that you can go with and go get them. Uh, Laviolette's coached them before in uh, the U.S. the USA programs. I mean, there's there are guys there are guys that can they can go get on the cheap. Phil Kessel would still be because I mean to me there's not really I'm going to say a little bit of heresy right now. If Phil Kessel is still Phil Kessel in any way, there's to me not much difference between him and Frank Vitrano. Now, Phil is going to probably tell me to apologize for that remark when he hears that, but no, I just, I just don't think about that. Pacioretty could be an interesting one. Um, Max Pacioretty this season, let's go to what, what he's doing with Washington. 
He's got do. Uh, I always laugh when it's riveting whenever I'm looking at the stats midway through and I'm doing a solo show. But patches, one goal, six assists, thirteen point. Uh, uh, sorry, thirteen games played. Not really. He's not going to break the bank. I'll tell you that one. Sonny Milano, four goals, four assists, eight points. He might like to get back to Long Island. Uh, Nicholas Albeck-Hubel, we've been all high on him. A lot of us, he can make a difference somewhere. And uh, Christy is saying, uh, I would want the Rangers to target Sunquist on the Blues, pending UFA and a cap, and, and a cap hit. Is Oscar Sunquist back on the Blues? I thought he got traded to Detroit. So... I'm assuming you're you're saying Sunquist. Uh and yeah, back on the blues. How about that? I think yeah, if it's if because yeah, he got traded to Detroit. That was two years ago. So it's been a while since I've paid any attention to him. Yeah, Sunquist is was a hell of a player when they went on their cup run back in 2019. And matter of fact, in that season, 14 goals, 17 assists. He's a solid fourth line center. I would take him in a heartbeat. But here's the problem that we're running into, guys. I don't know if I don't know if St. Louis is going to want to deal them. They're in playoff positioning right now, so they're that's one thing they're going to have to look at. Any chance the Rangers promote from within before the preseason? Well, obviously we're going to say Brendan Ottman again, and I the Rangers keep toying with Matthew Robinson up here. I I don't know. I, I just don't know. And wonderful life is saying her hearing Scott Lawton's name is being um being open from the flyers. You know what? I've heard Scott Lawton's name thrown around since like 2014. The flyers have to make a decision on him. Staters Fireball saying watch this crap team, though. That's true. But I mean, you're you're also talking about a guy that's coming off a twice torn Achilles. I'm not sure what he has left. Chris D saying Jacob McDonald on San Jose uh, for a seventh could be a damn nice ad. I agree with you on that one, but yeah. And also I agree with you right here. Amin is still not ready. Has uh, slowed significantly in Hartford. Yeah. But when you don't have, when you, when you don't have like much in the way of a top line winger, you might have to go to him. And sometimes that's where you just, you get a spark and then you get a guy that's, it's damn good, and they could could do something. Um, I and I, I kind of go on Mike Mike hashtag NYR for life saying it right here. Need a better look at Ottman. How is Wheeler still on the top six? Wheeler's on the top six because his name is Blake Wheeler. That's it. He's Blake Wheeler is not a top line player anymore. But Blake Wheeler is not a top six player anymore. You want to put him on the third line? Maybe you could chip in, get about. A few goals here and there. No, it's Blake Wheeler is is not there. Enstrom, Adam Enstrom, he could be called up to. I mean, again, there are these guys that they're just kind of nibbling at, nibbling at with the Rangers. You kind of want to see them find somebody that's right there. Thanks to the 28 of you that are sticking around and watching. I'm going to go till 645 tonight uh, because... Uh, I'm I'm starting to run out of things to talk about myself, but thank you for your comments because you guys have got it all in here. 
Uh, Anthony had on our agenda to talk about that Salt Lake City could be a possibility for the Arizona Coyotes, that they look like they're coming to a head on a decision. I still think they're going to stay in Arizona. I don't think Gary Bettman wants to get them out of there. I know they're playing hardball in Arizona. I have no idea why. And they're the idiots that put the arena in Glendale. That's the reason why they couldn't do that. State of Survival is saying, would you have traded for Monaghan if you had the chance, knowing beforehand what Winnipeg's offer was? Here's the thing. Jeff Gorton, he was going to hold on to that draft pick, or I should say Hughes, the GM. He was going to hold on to, to Monaghan and wait and wait and wait, and then eventually pull the trigger on the best deal they can. They got a pretty good deal for Monaghan. And you look at these guys that are out there. They're they're not worth a first-round draft pick. Now, Noah Hannafin. Okay, Noah Hannafin. And here's here's one thing I've kind of been throwing out there myself uh, in some of my conversations at the bar. But don't be don't be so certain that Capacaco or Keandre Miller aren't moved. And then that's that's something something for for the Rangers to use without dealing their first round draft pick, because I'm starting to kind of not really see what the value of Kako is, even though I've also been saying all along Kako on, on the Rangers in the, um, the you're looking for a third, fourth line players. Basically that's what Kako is. Now he's a third line player with upside. Goody. So anyway, mom, he's been terrible on the bench. Uh, he's been terrible in the Texas. If you uh, if you rather Cooley or Ottman, get a shot and not a long ride on the bench. You know what? It, you could. They tried Will Cooley up there. It really didn't. It didn't work. They tried Johnny Brzezinski, and he's back to being Johnny Brzezinski. So I think when you got a first a player who's a first round talent, a pedigree like Ottman is, it's worth a shot to look at him. Um. Poppin sucks is saying, I feel we should bring up Ottman. Yeah. Feels like all the teams hesitate and never hesitate bringing up their youth, but us, oh, heaven forbid. Well, either you bring them up or you bring them up and shove them on the third line forever. See Kaka, Lafreniere, and Heedle. I mean, Heedle had a little bit more on that, but that's a different story. Because uh, he got the first line minutes at one point with Kreider and Zabanajad. Got to hope that kid recovers. I hope that kid recovers. Anyway, um, I mean, for his sake and his life, don't worry about, don't worry about the New York Rangers right now. And we're for life to say, and I agree with Vince Bercogliano. Thoughts on uh, PL did not give enough Kako uh, enough time uh, post injury to stay in the top six. Played four games, then was demoted to the third line. He has fallen out of favor with Laviolette. All right, because I realized what PL was meaning. Um, I got to say, I, I think Laviolette's kind of seen enough out of Kako. And Kako was the guy I thought was going to take a, a big jump forward. He is not. I'm not surprised about that. So uh, no major moves until Igor is straightened. That's what John Radigan is saying. Look, you're going to have to make moves. The Rangers are in first place. The Rangers are in first place. You're going to have to do things to win a Stanley Cup. And that means approving the team. There he is. Christie is saying, best case scenario is that Kako is that he's Arturi Lekkinen. 
just an extremely unfortunate circumstances that NYR won that lottery and they could have had Dylan Cousins with their original pick. Could have, could have, but then they won the lottery. The one thing I don't want to hear from Ranger fans on that is, oh, they could, they should have taken Kirby Doc. Nobody was taking anybody but Kako. Kako was looking great in men's leagues against men, not boys. So, and who knows? Who knows? Maybe, uh, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I, I get so frustrated when it gets to those guys. So that's where my inner fandom starts coming out. I like the Kako. I thought he was going to be something big. I'm willing to, uh, Poppin sucks back to him. He's saying I'm willing to bet for the same reason that opposing goalies played zero, uh, played well at the garden. The very same things would help our kids. Yeah. The, that's always been talked about players getting their adrenaline up to play well at the garden. Because it's the world's most famous arena. And you get an effort out of them you don't get in other arenas. And a matter of fact, if you don't believe me, watch the movie Youngblood. They named one, one arena in that movie. Where would you, what would you rather do? Play in front of thousands of screaming fans at Madison Square Garden or a shovel manure? There's a reason why they want to play at the Garden. Everybody wants to play here. Uh, Christy is saying, hopefully Gabriel Perot will be ready. By the end of the 2025 NCAA season, we'll see about that. I don't want to rush them, but also on the other hand, they might they might need him anymore right now. State of Survival is saying trade Kako for Jonathan Druin. I have got to tell you, that is the dumbest idea I have ever heard. Love you, Chris T. But no, if there's anybody you want to hear me rag on more than PLD or some other guys, Jonathan Druin just Jonathan Druin this year. Well, let's just go through his stats real quick because why not? If I'm going to open up my mouth and sound like an asshole, might as well do that. Uh, Jonathan Drew in this year with the Avs. Uh, 10 goals, 20 assists, 30 points. He's finally produced, but I, I don't I don't like Jonathan Drew. In. I never have been a big fan of his. So... I, I love it how I, I go on this rant and then immediately I look up and the guy's got 30 points. Awesome. Bob uh, <laughs> sucks is saying, uh, I've noticed it takes players quite a long time to get back uh, up to gear of the injuries. I really don't know. I really like Kako still. I like Kako still, but I kind of, let's be honest about something else with Kako. He had a very bad injury, but you're not really seeing it. You're not really seeing it before then. That's the thing. Um, he kind of looks lost out there. I think David Quinn screwed up his development because Kako had a good first two months of his NHL career. Everybody forgets that. Uh, remember his OT winner against the Penguins, but the it looked like it looked like the Rangers had some uh, a good player for the future. And ever since that game in Calgary, it, it he hasn't been the same. That. Rob G is saying, would be surprised if Edmonton uh, doesn't pass Vancouver. Oh, sorry, the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, could see them making it interesting to catch Vancouver. Um, I wouldn't be surprised, but then again, Vegas dealt with injuries, and I think I think Vegas, Vegas should be able to right the ship and keep it going forward. If you trade cock, uh, if you trade Capocaco for something we need, or more comparable draft assets. No more my problem for your problem. But the problem is, John, that's usually what happens in these situations. Guys will end up 
taking on someone else's project. And then you get somebody else that either there's two problems that are somewhere or one guy on one of those situations snap, it just snaps in for him and he takes off. And it's, I've, I've seen it too many times over the course of the years in the NHL. All right, guys, we're actually going to wrap it up right there. Cause it is, um, first off, thanks for the 24 of you that are sticking around in there to make sure that you're listening to me. I really appreciate it because heck, you know what? There's no filk. So that's usually the nut that we need. He's better for the solo shows than I am. I'm always better when I can banter with somebody. But guys, we're going to start it. The music right there. So wait till this gets out. Romanell is saying, just got here and time to go already. All right. I did say, I did say uh, 645. I'm already five minutes over. So by the way, thank you very much. And make sure, guys, you're hitting that like button for us because we really need it always. Uh, since I'm actually on this side, uh, you can either smash that like with the all can or just do that. I don't do these enough. I am trying. I actually just bought one of these. Uh, this is a stream deck, and these things are amazing. It would just be nice if uh, StreamYard could put hotkeys on overlays because that would make things a lot better for me so uh, but those are all fantastic guys it's going to be an interesting week uh last last week when we before we actually right after we wrapped uh, that's when the wise lindholm trade happened and then the next day the monahan trade happened and we had about uh 5, views from each one of those so hopefully more action will come soon enough. This is going to be a boring trade deadline. I just got that feeling. It's just not going to be a good trade deadline. And the new trade deadline moves all the way up here. I don't know. But uh, in a couple months, it'll be nice to warm up. You know what? Yeah, we got to get those. We got to get those. I got those t-shirts. I got to look for what that is. Right now, I've been bogged down with stuff for work. Uh, that goes outside the purview of being a bartender. But great show tonight. Uh, Matt saying, hopefully the Rangers will get the W. Thank you very much. Uh, uh, borrow somebody's HBO Max password. Poppin' sucks. All right. And uh, we're going to be actually, I'm going to mention two things for you guys real quick before we get going. That um, I'm actually doing a promotion with all things Islanders for the Seattle game, February 13th. Tickets are available with the all things Islanders uh, page, free baseball hat and uh, a free uh, all things Islanders slash big apple hockey winter hat. Check that out. And also we're going to be doing a tailgate at giant stadium for the game. So come on down and check us out. We're also possibly if we can, where we'd love to have, Ranger Central and Stat Boy Steven come in and join us. And any of the Islanders podcasts, come on down, because that's that's what this is all about. It's all about networking, and also, I am going to be obliterated. So, you guys want a Drunk Mark show? You're going to get it. So, um, hopefully we get the stream from there. It's um, It could happen. Uh, we'll see about that one, because there's just a lot that we have to 
I have to figure out if that's even possible. All right, guys, thank you very much for joining us today. And I will see you all very soon. Take it easy.